live from Los Angeles, California. It's the 75th anniversary of the Herald and Mudcast. Wow, that would make us very old. No. Yeah, 75th anniversary? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you doing that because it's the Oscar show? It's the Academy Awards for Best Podcast Between Five Guys <laughs> and One Japanese Man. What? Yeah, so the Oscars happened. Last night. Last night. And I'm still, if you don't know, Birdman won Best Picture, which we were happy about. We actually covered, we reviewed that way back in October. The movie. And we gave it our best review of the year. Pretty much. So we feel responsible for picking the best picture. We do take all the credit. <laughs> we take all the credit. And we're expecting our honorary Oscar credit statue in the mail. Yes. It's made of Lego. <laughs> that would be fun. It would be fun. To have the Lego Oscar. But I'm feeling still kind of It's funny because everything went... According to plan, except for one fucking thing. One thing. And it ruined my night. Yeah. It ruined it. Ruined my whole night. What, what was that one thing? That one thing has a, a man in the last name of it and a bird in the first name of it. And it was a bat in the first name of it. <laughs> and it was <laughs> the worst like build up. Michael Keaton the fucking lost. Yeah, right? we were skeeting for Keaton and he didn't We were skeeting win. for Keaton. I was literally skeeting up until they announced the name to like. And we give thought him that zhuzh. he, I mean, I'll tell well, you, in, for weeks, I really didn't think he was going to win. I no, thought, you didn't. You're like, Redmayne's going to win. Redmayne's going to win. I'm telling you, he's going to win because yeah. he won the SAG award. Right. And he's like, he's winning. I wanted I Keaton to win the whole time. Like, he's got to win. Like, the dude's got to win. It's his movie. Yeah. And, like, it's based, like, there's this movie's, like, 20 years in the making, man. I know. And he's 63. And he fucking, like, it wouldn't have existed if his life hadn't happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. His career inspired other genius, talented people to do something, to go back and give it to him and present it true? to him. They were inspired by yeah, his Yeah, they, they wrote it. Well, they wrote it for him. Oh, I didn't realize Arutu, that. And the other two guy or whatever, whoever yeah. his original idea was, they like they wanted to make this it movie. It was his original idea. Yeah. Arutu, yeah. And like, we're not just going to make this movie. We're making this movie for him, inspired yeah. by his career. It's fucking devastating. And Eddie Redmayne's Aww. goofy fucking like, oh my goofy God. Thing. Oh my God. Oscar. Oscar. Oh my I God. Know. This is amazing. <laughs> we have another one. We're going to be sharing the bed tonight, honey. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, fuck. You know, like. <laughs> Like, oh, they just all like giddy and stuff. I like, know. oh, what the fuck? Well, I'm sure. Now, in fairness, we did not see the theory of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cannot comment to how amazing his performance was. But we do know how amazing Keaton's performance yeah, was. And, and it wasn't just the performance. It was like everything surrounding this I movie. Know. And to give it best picture and best director and best screenplay. It was kind of mean. It was kind of a mean joke. It was like, a little mean. You're playing like a mean. And then to have Keaton speak. In the Best in, Picture Award, know. Uh, you know, uh, ceremony, uh, you know, and he say, ah, you know, oh, who am I kidding? I'm just happy to be I'm here. just happy to be there. I'm just looking to be you're here. You're happy to be there? No, dude, don't go say yeah, that. Yeah, well, he didn't you, know what to first say. First of all, he's won a, a lot of awards this season. For that role. For that role. And he also, look at his career. The dude's a I've been yeah. a fan of his 
my whole movie going existence. I've been watching him since I can remember watching yeah, movies. Exactly. With Mr. Mom and fucking yes. and the Batmans and like, you know, it's just in then Foxy or uh, Night uh, Shift yeah, and, and Jackie Brown and Dream Team and Yeah, Dream Team. Yeah, just Beetlejuice, of course, Beetlejuice. and even Multiplicity, which a lot of people think he was brilliant in, and it didn't really do well. It didn't do well. It was weird. It was sort of, sort of like his first miss. Like yeah, but it was. It was watch it again. Miss. He is brilliant. In I haven't it. I seen mean, it. He in is a long brilliant. Time. But regardless, yeah, it just seems like because like we said, Eddie Redmayne has a whole career to win another Oscar, yeah. whereas Keaton, like, unless he gets some sort of great like old cowboy unforgiven <laughs> role or something, a supporting cast, or comes back like what's his name? Who was the actor? Richard Burton? Not Richard Burton. Burton. Richard. Oh, he like never won an Oscar until maybe a few years ago, and finally won after forty years There's of being a few nominated. Of those. Yeah, they happen all the time. But I feel like that could happen, you know, 10 years from now. He might win at 73 for a... But I don't know. I feel like this was it. This was it, though. That's the thing. It's like, why speculate about when he might win another one when this was... This was the moment to win a fucking Oscar for Michael Keaton. Right. And it was just... And then, like, to go and just give the speech. We were saying that really... They should have swapped it Linklater for Keaton, where Linklater yeah, gets Boyhood best really director. got kind of shit on. I mean, it won Best Supporting Actress for Patricia Arquette, but yeah. it did not win Best Director, Best Picture. Best Screenplay. Best Screenplay. Editing. editing. Uh, I mean, I thought... Mixing. And it's really too bad, because that was quite a it's directorial a feat. feat. Yeah, that was yeah. like... A if, it, if he's going to win for something, it should have been for Director. Yeah. Even not Picture. 12 years? I mean, how can yeah. you not give that guy Best Director? I know. And like the thing about Birdman is like, yeah, it was brilliantly shot and it was like all these long like single takes and stuff like yeah. it was just like one running take so yeah there's like feats of that but those long running takes were in 12 years you yeah. know what i mean it's like he should have yeah well, give I, well, him the I director like could have won for editing too whiplash yeah. won for editing yeah that was weird sound editing or no it won editing. for editing too and sound mixing and it won for uh supporting JK actor Simmons, and yeah. it won for something else too i think it definitely won three but it didn't it was weird because you say that Here. um Mixing or editing, and then sound editing. Usually, uh, they usually give it to the same movie. But they but, weren't in the and, same. Well, Whiplash yeah. was only nominated for the one category. It and wasn't American, nominated for both. Uh, well, and I we talked about this before. Here's a like stat fact, uh, which every one of the eight nominated Best Picture films won at least one Oscar last night. Which is like that, that's not like really much of a that doesn't mean anything to me like so I don't know, like but so it's what happened before it's kind of interesting oh it seems more like a pity party or like a <laughs> fucking everyone gets a prize thing because yeah like because you said like if Eddie Redmayne hadn't won a theory of anything would have won anything but like so what like so what so yeah. so it didn't win anything big deal like I don't I'm I'm not a uh, there's no love lost for yeah me, I know? would I mean well you know what's funny though we've never wanted to watch that film. No. We sort of feel like we should watch it. I will watch never, it eventually. We'll watch it, but it's never s- d- grabbed us because there were so many other things that we wanted well, to what, see. It was playing at the fucking Arrow, wasn't it? Yeah. And, like, someone was giving us a talk after a panel. Yeah, and, we're, like, and we didn't go. And even then it was like, nah. We should have gone. Yeah, we should have gone. Big deal. But so let's talk about some of the films we were real happy about getting awards. Uh, Budapest. Budapest, Budapest yeah, was the won, sleeper, sleeper sweeper. We'll it call won it. best makeup, best costume yep. design, best production design, yep. and best score, which it so deserved. Well, and despite uh, that was the first Oscar he won after being nominated eight times. Yeah. And he had, he, it's funny because he Alessandro doubled down. Desplat. He doubled down on the. Uh, 
on the category, he was nominated for two films, Imitation Game and Grand Budapest. So it's like he had to like he has a fifty percent chance of winning. I think there was only four nominees for that category. Right. There might oh, have been right. more. So like he literally had a fifty percent chance. And both, if you've seen Imitation Game or Grand Budapest, both of them have these fucking brilliant, really sort of uh, married scores where it's like, yeah, that that like this guy is a genius. Well, you know? especially Budapest, and I gotta say, I am in awe of of movie composers because what yeah. they do is is truly genius. Yeah. When you listen to when you see the film Grand Budapest Hotel, that score is like the unsung other character. Yeah, it's a character. Film. And also, he was saying that each character has literally their own theme song, like when they're on screen. Right. Uh, Ray Fiennes does, and uh, Jopling, who is Willem Dafoe's character, mm-hmm. also has one, and they're all very distinctive, and they describe that character and who they are yes. just by having it in the background of the of the film mm-hmm. while you know while the scenes are happening or whatever. It's just genius. He should have won. Yeah, yeah, he did. It he was deserving. Won. Yes. He hadn't won. He'd been nominated eight times, and he did win. And he yeah. won for, I'm glad Budapest got, because it was sort of like... Like Wes Anderson's like long overdue moment. Like he's been making yeah. these really high caliber original art pieces. Really, it's like an installation, a ninety right. minute installation. And so to get acknowledged for what it might arguably be his best movie, you know, I, I'm you know uh, everyone has I would their argue favorite. That it could be his best movie. Yeah. and it's cool because yeah, like everyone does have their favorite. That kind of Wes just, Anderson. Yeah, yeah, which is true. Like a lot of people say Rushmore. A lot of people say Tenenbaums. I, I still like Life Aquatic. Is yeah, my you favorite. Say that. Nobody else it, says that. Nobody else says that. <laughs> and it's like if people act like it's like the least uh, accessible movie. I just remember watching this being like completely like uh, just. Taken in, taken in by it, and uh, you know, just really uh, impressed in a man. I had to rewatch it. You have to rewatch his yeah, movies well, you anyway. Have to re-watch, yeah, absolutely, all of his movies. So much attention to detail, and nothing's by accident. So it's like you have to go back and rewatch it. Right. And you're you're going to discover new things in the script and in just you know the the like the set design and the production Which design was amazing. I, yeah. I mean, seriously, I'm so glad it won for production design. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they did a pretty good job. I can't speak for the documentary. Films or the short or the foreign for, films or the foreign. I can't typical Americans. Yeah, we didn't see those. We didn't but, see those. Um, I so well, Emmanuel, I saw Virunga, but that's a Netflix documentary, but it didn't win. But right. it, it's one of the documentaries that was nominated last night. Uh, wow. But yeah, besides that, you know, I don't really know much about those categories. But, uh, like every year, you know, like, like every year. year, we should know more about them. But sure. Birdman won for cinematography, which it should have, which it should have. And um, Big Hero Six won Best Animated. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I don't know that. Like, there was I'm no sick like of Disney being the only animated show in well, town. There, and like usually that movie, the, that category is to like some grandiose Pixar film that has like a, a brilliant story and it's really charming. And you know yeah. there wasn't that movie this year, so just sort of these fluffy fucking Disney you know movies. box office yeah. animated Disney movie like 3D animation Train Your Dragon. And it's funny because T.J. Miller was there and he was oh, not. He right. was in both. Both movies and Train Your Dragon and Big Six. Yeah, TJ so, from Silicon Valley. Yeah, TJ Miller from Silicon Valley and many, many other things. And he was there and it's funny. It's like, holy shit, dude, you're in both two of the five or whatever movies right. that were nominated for and animated. He got up and cheered. And they showed him. Yeah. It was funny. They started like, it was like way in the back and you could see like, that's totally TJ like up there. Like, what up? Congrats, TJ. Congrats to TJ Miller, man. That's really, really fucking cool. 
Really cool. So all the other acting awards were incredibly predictably won. Uh, that's that's Simmons, something we talked about Patricia though. Arquette, we talked Moore. about that. In, all in, deserving. In, a, in deserving, but it's so that the fucking circuit before the Oscars is so sort of monotonous and repetitive yeah. that when the Oscars come, it doesn't mean anything because it's there's right. no surprises and no shockers. That's why almost when Eddie Redmayne won, that was like the highest. Like that was the, I was most invested in that because everyone else was just like the script. They all won well, who was supposed to win. That was actually the script, too. Well, it was. Because he was the one that everyone predicted would win. Would win. All along. Yeah, but it's just, just like that notwithstanding, it's still like, it becomes, it's like kind of a fucking bummer because you tune into this and like, the you know, you're almost more interested in the other categories and the acting ones yeah. now because it's yes, like. Yes, I agree. Because, okay, Awards we know who's going to win. The SAG uh, Awards. And, well, you the know, Spirit Awards, I got to say, I, I watched the Spirit Awards uh, and. It was basically like a dress rehearsal for the Oscars. It, it is now. Although Michael Keaton won the Spirit Award. Yeah. But there were... Which gave me faith that yeah. he might have won last night. But all the same, Julianne Moore won, Patricia Arquette won, J.K. Yeah. Simmons won. I mean, it's like, how is that really truly independent film? Okay, sure, these are categorized as independent film because right. big studios didn't back them, but Fox Searchlight backed one of them. I mean, yeah. like, this isn't truly, truly independent. Like, And they get national distribution. They, That's yes, the thing that, to and me... Like, marketing. Well, even, and, yeah, even if a movie didn't, house didn't pay for the production, if you get national distribution, distribution that's not really an independent movie like you're not just doing the like festivals and small theaters right and fucking you know in like local thing you know it's like that's not independent there's nothing independent about being in the all the amcs and arc lights across the country no. in the regal theater that's exactly. not independent to me, well you know? but the spirit awards like sundance used to be truly for independence and unknowns and and like sundance it's not the case anymore yeah that's like everything every like yeah. music artist anything that becomes anything that can garner more attention will get that attention and eventually not no longer be what it was well and in fairness there are some truly independent films that get nominated but it's a lot of hollywood stars there they're all there it, everyone's all there. there everybody everyone's is there, there. and most of the time the independent actors and, and movies don't win they kind of have to they, show up well, and they nod don't and smile. Win. I mean, yeah. you, you know who never wins is like you've said this, John Hawks. Yeah. Who was nom- who's been nominated? He was in Winter's Bone. And he then, was um, in the sex- sessions. Session- the, the sessions. sessions. I think he was nominated for that. He though, was. Wasn't he he yeah. was nominated for an Oscar, but he also a Spirit Award. And like, you know, why can't you give that to him? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I think Matthew Mc- that was like Matthew McConaughey's year that year. You know, yeah. there's always like the year they already they decide months in advance whose year it whose is. Whose year it is? It's I kind know. of like so like I said. So by the time it gets to the Oscars, it's boring. It's sort of like it's sort of <laughs> lackluster and underwhelming. It's sort of a fucking fizzle, you know? Yeah. Because you know, you know, there's it's ne- like this is who's gonna win. Yeah. Yep. It's like knowing who's gonna win. You know, the World Series already. You know, well, in yeah. the playoffs, you already know. Yeah. Like, well, they're gonna you win. Don't. That's what's more exciting. About well, that's sports. what makes sports sports and fucking entertainment movies entertainment entertainment you know well what do you think about the show in general like how did nph do <laughs> i mean he didn't do kind of didn't do as well as i thought he would the opening was good that was the best part though it kind that of was, peaked i was early. excited it about peaked that early and then fucking everything all of his sort of asides and in between segment stuff was kind of uh kind of dippy and mm. you know whoever he had hired for joke like seth mcfarland had better joke writers for his so it was yeah, more juvenile but yeah it was uh like his you know i don't know it wasn't it was good i think ellen maybe had better 
joke writers too. Yeah, I think so. And Ellen's had done it before, right? But I mean, uh, having watched MPH do the Tonys, you're like, how could he not be good at this? You know, and he yeah, was awesome. And he was, and there were some good. really good moments, like the well, like the when underpants. he showed up in the underpants, when and, he showed up in the Birdman yeah, bit the with Birdman wearing the tidy whities. It's so funny to do that in front of the whole fucking world. I know, and he looked good. He was ripped. Yeah, it wasn't an accident. Like you're going in front as a gay man going in front of the fucking world in a pair of tidy whities, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be in fucking, you know, show shape. Right, right. You're not going to show up there with, like, love handles over the, the strap of the <laughs> fucking other. That would have been funnier. But, yeah, <laughs> not, not, not as a proud gay man yeah, that's representing true. gay culture. <laughs> no way. He's no not going way. out there half-cocked. No, no pun intended. Way. Fuck out of here. Yeah, no. What about the rest of the show? So, I mean, I'll tell you, one of my favorite was moments was Gaga. Who yeah. did a tribute to the sound of music, and then Julie Andrews' surprise came out as a surprise mm-hmm. and introduced the best score Oscar. And Gaga's voice is incredible. She's got fucking chords. She really does. Yeah, she's got the fucking pipes. It's it's cool. And like I said, it's sort of a slow, gradual transition out of the like Madonna fucking. You can't fucking be poker face meat dress for twenty five. Yeah, years. you know. So this whole like silver haired classic yep. look. Tony Bennett the album. Tony Bennett thing. Performing. Well, she's getting married now. Yeah, like it's it's co- an interesting transition. She yeah. can always do that like revamp fucking full balls out to her fucking thing eventually. But right. like, yeah, you're watching her sort of transition out of that because it kind of like kind of like went limp after three albums. We were like, okay, how many, how many times can you wear like a rhombus fucking yeah. dress and like, <laughs> you know, and a like yeah. fish tank on your head? And I, you know, I always thought it was cool and I was always into it as being in pop culture then yeah yeah it's cool but like you know it's cool that she's doing this and she has the chops to fucking pull it off well and to me she'll always be somewhat synonymous with alexander mcqueen yeah because right before he died yeah i mean bad romance was premiered at his last show yep the atlantis show yeah and uh so but and and, you know and that's like time stamped very much well yeah like she was it when he was doing his thing and then right before he killed himself, you know, so the things like that sort of converge on one another you right. know, by timing, especially in pop culture. That's kind of how shit works. You can literally like, like make a timeline of when so-and-so was popular and why they worked with someone else right. or what movies they were in. Yeah, during yeah, yeah, that yeah. Time. yeah definitely. That, that's how it works, kind of, you know. But yeah, I was impressed with her. I was impressed with... What about... Uh... Lonnie Lynn and John Stevens, aka Common and John Legend. Oh won yeah, they won the best Oscar for original song "Glory" we from were saying Selma. How funny would it have been if fucking Lego Movie song won instead Everything of that? Everything is awesome. Like remember, like segregation's awesome. <laughs> like, you can't give it to that fucking. No, that would have been such a me? disservice no. to like. We we like Common and we like Selma, but everything is awesome. Is everything is awesome? Everything's awesome. Everything is awesome. Well, in fact, that was like one of the weaker music performances. Yeah, it was they had the box. Lonely Island. Yeah, and, and Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, please. Yeah, that, that really was, was kind of silly. That was the more. It felt more like an MTV award performance it than an did. Oscar it performance. It did not seem yeah. the you know level Same of caliber. the Oscars. Like Tim McGraw did a really good job. Oh, that was wonderful. It was really yeah. good. It, it, Even Adam Levine was pretty good. He was pretty good. Not really memorable. Not memorable because that song's not memorable. Well, I didn't remember it until you just mentioned it. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh yeah, fucking and Oh, and Adam Levine. Right. I, fuck, I didn't even remember he did anything with and that. And then Rita Ora. 
That was not. That was not. Shit. And um, Jennifer Hudson did Which like was, the memoriam song. Yeah, that was nice. It was nice. I yeah. mean, she's Jennifer Got the Hudson. Pipes. Yeah, she's the she pipes. Could. I don't. The song. I didn't know if I thought that was the best song for it, but mm. didn't um, really make leave an impact. It didn't on leave me. an impact on me, but. Gaga left an impact, and Glory. That was quite a moment. They got a standing ovation for mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was. And that's the thing, because Glory wasn't nominated for anything else, or I mean, Selma picture. wasn't. Sel- no, it was nominated for best. Picture. Oh, it was. It was. Oh, but like David Oyelowo. No, none of the. Like, uh, that was the 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 two awards were best picture and, and song. song. So it's like, yeah, I mean, and, which is weird because yeah, you don't. How do you nominate something for best picture? But none of the other awards that make up a best picture. Yeah. Now we didn't like see director. Selma, yeah, we so seen I don't either. have any. I can't comment on whether I think it's a good film or not. But yeah, I, I think that it. was. It seemed a little bit like, well, we got to give it this. We got to give it the song. Like yeah. we can't fucking stiff this movie. Yeah, but the song is good and the performance is good. And you know, I mean, you can't give it to the. You're not going to give it to the Lego Movie. No, yeah. hell no. No, it was the one to win. I it mean, was the one to win out of the things it was nominated winning. for. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it was a cool. It was a cool performance it was you know it was important and, and, then, they sh- and then chris pine cried and that oh, was kind of funny they showed chris pine crying and standing up and it was like why yeah why? that's chris odd pine? is he in the movie and it's like no he's not know. in the movie he's just crying he's just crying yeah he was I mean, very David Oyelio was crying, was crying too. as yeah but that made more sense i mean and i mean know. go ahead and cry if you're yeah, affected it by it little, it seemed a little like, like staged yeah this freaking like <laughs> Aryan <Pine>. race guy like <laughs> crying he's like the whitest right. man there Chris Pine Chris Pine's about the struggle man he's with the struggle hey good for him he relates he yeah. can relate I, why was he there again into oh he was woods. in Into the Woods Into the Woods okay yeah yeah wait uh, wait what did did Into the Woods Woods win anything oh, Meryl Streep was nominated that's it was it nominated for best picture no 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 but there were like fucking nine movies nominated for Best Picture. There yeah. always are. There's like three for actress and two for actor. And then fucking Jake Gyllenhaal can't get nominated for Nightcrawler. But you can nominate like 25 movies for Best Picture. Right. It's kind of funny. Oh, what was funny was uh, Jack Black in the opening sequence. That was hilarious. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. I that forgot was, about that. That was the opening se- sequence or ceremony of that was awesome. Like it was, that was the best part of the, and, his. And your sh- favorite hosting. Anna Kendrick went up and did Schmendrick, something. Yeah, Schmendrick. Schmendrick. Anna Schmendrick. She was fine. She can sing. Yeah, she can sing. I'm not really like uh, wowed. I'm never really wowed. So like diminutive persona. Not wowed. No, I don't know. Yeah, she's a great singer. Sure, good. What they give American Sniper? Oh, sound. Yeah, they sound. gave it something. Um, yeah, it got something. It got something. Uh, every yeah, they everyone gets something. something. <laughs> everyone gets well. Imitation game won best screenplay adapted screenplay. Oh, and that's cool. We saw that him give a talk. Yeah, at that and panel. we were really impressed by him. Yeah, and... That was really nice. Like it was, that was kind of a shocker. I don't think he expected to win. I mean, I don't know who who else he was up against. What what was uh, it? American Whiplash, Sniper. American Sniper. Here, uh, I will tell yeah, you. I mean that's a pretty I big will feat. Tell you. Well, if American Sniper won, who would get that award? Chris Kyle's wife or something? Or? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, um, uh, Clint Eastwood. 
produced and did. I don't know if he produced it, but he definitely directed it. Oh yeah, okay. But who wrote the screenplay? Who wrote the adapted screenplay for some guy? Wrote okay, it. so, okay, so uh, Jason Hall wrote it. Um, he wrote uh, so winner imitation, inherent vice, theory of everything, whiplash were the fellow nominees, and then on the uh, original screenplay, Birdman won. Mm-hmm. Boyhood was nominated Fox Catcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler, which got completely dumped on. That was the only nomination at the. It received. Yeah. Interstellar and, got more nominations and than got Nightcrawler a win. and got one and win. Got a win win. Yes, it did for visual, for, visual effects. For visual effects, which was shocking. It was shocking. Considering Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was such well, a masterpiece of visual Even Joe effects. Morgenstern, who does the review for the New York Times, said it was like, yeah, they didn't use a green screen, and yeah, we kind of fucking noticed. Like, it wasn't really all that impressive. Uh, it, it was almost like, okay, Okay, we got to give this to you. Something. Because but... I was shocked by that. I mean, it, to me, the th- the funny thing with the Academy members and the awards like sound and visual effects is like, do you guys really understand this? Or are you just voting for the movies that you think should win? Because or are you trying to I spread mean, it seriously, out? Seriously, like if you like, if you know anything about visual effects? Like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was a masterpiece. That was the one to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But um, I was very happy Birdman won Best Screenplay. Although I would have liked it if if Wes Anderson won for Grand Budapest Hotel because, in fact, we were kind of sort of secretly wanting an upset. We were sort of we were we love Birdman, but we would have been okay with a crazy. Would have been upset. okay with if Wes Wes Anderson winning Best Screenplay. He wrote the fucking or thing, winning you know? Best Picture. Remember, or we were kind of picture. like, Ooh, what if there's a crazy upset? Yeah, like yeah, sure. If Birdman wins, I'll be equal like as equally as happy as I was when I started watching this thing. Yeah. But if uh, Grand Budapest would have won, I would have not been upset and it would have been exciting. It yeah. Been like, Fuck yeah. What a movie. Fuck yeah. Like, great. And just for the, just for Hollywood, for that to win Best Picture would have been really cool. Really, really cool. But the screen, I mean, I remember when we did the review for Birdman, we noted how amazing the screenplay was. How yeah. How spectacular and just some of the lines were really just fucking genius. Poignant and insightful stuff yeah. about the movie industry and about being in the movie industry well, and, and, and the, these the guys egos. wrote it that English isn't their first language and I find yeah. that to be incredible I mean that well, they... and to write it and then to direct English speaking actors when you're listening to your second language and directing right. them with inflections and like how to deliver the yeah. lines like how they wrote it when they don't even really speak English I know. that well it's pretty uh, phenomenal pretty that's a talent right there I mean yeah. that's a you know, formidable talent in Alejandro Inaritu. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So everything they got, they deserve. You yeah, know? it's yeah, just cool. Even to see I, I would have liked to see out. Link later get director get, because this is the see and, and like Michael Keaton, I feel like this is the one. If he was going to get it, he'd get it for. Him. He'd get it for that because twelve years. Come on, I mean, I, I don't yeah. like. How can you not give a director Oscar to that? Just to, to be able to visualize that, put it together, and what was so great about boyhood was that it could have become sort of a weird docudrama but it wasn't it had a very definite narrative and it it, yes it followed these actual kids growing up but he kept the narrative going and made it interesting and made you want to follow it and i think that was a a directorial genius well it's also a fucking grandiose idea because it was his original concept he wrote the script so to approach whatever production company or whatever and say look I got this 12-year movie idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. how could you not give that and then to successfully execute it enough so to get nominated for an Oscar? Give the guy the fucking Oscar. I know. It's pretty, pretty incredible. That was kind of mean, too. That was kind of 
mean. They kind of did. There were two mean things. Two mean things. Yeah. And they just, if they would have just swapped them out, it would have been a perfect night. Yep. It was probably one of the best Oscars to like with everyone getting what they deserve. Yeah. In that sense, except for that one moment, which kind of fucked up the whole thing for me. Yeah. It's kind of like, I know. We felt deflated. Now I'm like, turn it off. We were like, what? I'm done with this. No. That's not what we want. I'm going home. (laughs) I'm going home. That's what you always say. I'm leaving the studio and I'm going home. (laughs) Well,. So, any last thoughts about the Oscars before mm. we move on to something much more interesting, The Walking Dead? No. No? No, it's not more interesting, or no, you don't have any more thoughts? I'm not talking about The Walking Dead. What? Not with you. <laughs> not with poo. Well, seriously, do you have any more thoughts about the I don't the think so. I think, uh, you know, it's fine. It's always kind of whatever. It's always kind of fine. It's long. It's long whatever it was as long as the snl 40th special maybe a little bit longer a smudge longer a smudge well that's what we were saying like they did this stupid gag with like neil patrick harris's predictions and like it, the show had already been going really long but they still had to like finish out this gaggy stupid like and it's like he was rushing through it so it didn't really get the same punch that it would have got even, right and it was already sort of a tried sort of hacky idea and so he kind of like rhymed them off it, uh, like these are my predictions and it was like things that happened throughout the night so they just have like some writer back there typing up the little mem- memorable moments mm-hmm. and they sneak it in there however they do and so like we've seen this done before yeah and the fact that you're yeah. rushing through it just makes it all the less or all the more less important or less true, interesting true. that was a and he's like okay so now yeah we did that we did I had that. to finish that had otherwise finish that. you should have just cut it well the whole no like octavia well the whole octavia spencer thing too, he's like dumb. you gotta watch this for me and then robert duvall like he's like robert watch octavia and he was like he just gave this like blank he probably expression didn't hear him or something. he just gave a blank expression I know, like i'm not participating in this yeah. well then there was the fucking weird terrence howard moment oh yeah where he like where he had a like breakdown drunk or something he was drunk or high or like he, he was crying backstage he was like or... backstage crying and they're like you're up you're up he's like but i'm bawling my eyes out they're like gotta get it on was- Stage. It was very odd. Well, he couldn't remember what he was going to say, and then I felt like he wasn't reading the prompter at all. He and then he sort of like to tried to get back it. on the yeah. prompter, and he couldn't get back on the prompter. And then he, he just sort of stopped, and he's like, "Because yeah, he said awkward." Well, he said something like, "Yeah, and this next movie is both." Well, it's mind blowing. And then he couldn't remember. He's like, actually, I'm kind of mind blown right now, yeah, or something we like that. Like, uh, I was really kind of. And then weird. he sort of rocked the microphone, and it made that sort of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound. That was weird too. It's like, what are you doing? Like, dude, is this, this going wrong for you? You're the John Travolta. That's and what it's he like, said. dude, is this like your first fucking rodeo? Like, you're like giving a speech in grade school or something? Like, he was nervous. Yeah, and he that couldn't was remember weird. what he was going to say, and he was blanking out. Speaking of John Travolta, yeah, speaking of John Travolta, they tried to fucking iron out what happened last year with Adele Dazie. Which was good that they did. Finally. He should have done it fucking last year. He should have done it the next day, the next week on Fallon, like we said before. And so they bring the two of them out and there. And Dina comes out and, and introduces the, him as, as Glom, Glom, Glom Gonzibo or something. Which was, wasn't funny. Garbanzo. And like, there were so many ways you could have freaked his name out to make it really funny. Yeah, and like, whoever wrote that writing. was just like, did she write that herself? Yeah. It was, it was not very funny. We get what you did there. But there's so many other ways you could yeah. have flipped that name and made it like funny to say. Like, really funny and then he came out and he did his little thing and but he kept like 
holding onto her face while he was apologizing. <laughs> and then everyone sort of noticed that. And so, and so now, now he's either to come, come back, back next year. year and like do a thing where he's holding faces and like making a joke about it. <laughs> and then there's something else on top yeah, of it. Yeah, something else will happen. He'll have Poor to come back every John year. Travolta. Yeah, he can't get out of his own awkward get, way. Yes, he cannot. It's like, dude, you're Tony Zuko. You're like the coolest guy, man. You know? Tony. Hey, Tony. Sid. Yeah, so that's the Oscar wrap up. So, Walking Dead, we have stuff to say about it. Great introduction. (laughs) (laughs) We have stuff to say about it. We're really excited. We're really excited. We're really excited to talk about it. (laughs) No, actually we are. Well, it wasn't, I guess it was an exciting episode. I liked it. it, I liked it. It kind of, I wanted to punch Michonne in the face in that episode. Yeah, I don't know who wrote her character to sort of be the sort of second guesser in this in in this episode, especially in this circumstance. But it didn't really seem true to her character in a way. Also, that the when this whole incident or the new sort of storyline was introduced, she was not that person. Oh, in the comics? In the comics, she yeah. was not that person at all. Like she's usually not that person. And I know Denai Guerrero was on the show. I'm sort talking of, dead, sort of. Yeah, and she very eloquently talks about what the Michonne's journey and how. She, you know, she was challenging Rick and, you know, she's the one who has a beacon of hope. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, so this guy, Aaron, is there last, you know, and he's like this new guy and he wants him to go with him to some unknown place. Camp. Unknown people. How many people are out there waiting for them? And look what they've just been through. They almost got eaten. Yeah. Like eaten by people, not yeah. by zombies, by lit- by, by human, people. by human people, hungry humans. And he's got two kids. He's hungry, protecting. hungry humans. And like the, what everything they've been through, the governor, and of course Rick is going to be cautious. I mean, maybe he goes a little overboard by punching the guy in the face. Well, that was in the comic too, though. Well, it's oh. one of those things because I feel like it's it was sort of warranted in the sense that like we're not just gonna you can't just come into our camp. We're fucking road dog survivors, and we're just going to, like, hear out your funny little story. First thing I'm going to do is punch you in your fucking <laughs> face, and then we can talk about all that dumb shit you're talking about. But first, you should know that we might punch you in your goddamn right. face just off of principle, just off a of jump. Like, welcome to the group, motherfucker. Boom. You know, just lay deck you. Totally lay his shit out yeah and then once you wake up we can talk about what were you saying about the yeah, thing yeah what were you, you saying know? yeah just off a of friday principle. night dance night you wanted to come over and fucking get to know us yeah like fucking welcome to the group bitch yeah that was cool i'm glad he did that you know like we, we could have just killed you we yeah. could kill you we could eat you we're fucking we cannibals you. yeah you don't know yeah, well do what's know? he how what is he doing out there by himself following them skate you know well in the comic book they do this this group that lives in this gated community they have these guys like aaron and they're scouts and they go and they try to scout out and like aaron said new people mm-hmm. he's like because not only are you this and not only are you that and i've been watching you but you're people you're still alive yeah and you've been alive this long and people are really the most valuable fucking commodity that you can resource, have resource yeah resource 
in this universe in mm-hmm. in the world right now and he's like that's why and you know they don't buy it but like michonne michonne kept fucking like like you were way she was way too quick to jump at this in my opinion i agree she's like listen to him he's everything you say i'm with him right off the bat like yeah, yeah let's go like she was always way more cautious and maybe she's just sort of had a change of heart from being on the road so long and developing relationships with the group that she has at she now she wants like, to find a place she wants, she wants to, find to a trust place. people again but remember yeah. when they're she's in come the a car long way. And they go through the zombie highway, and, and before they get to all the zombies, they, yeah. the, uh, she's looking at pictures he shows her of places he's been, in, and, and she says, where are all your people? And he, and he basically lies, and then she says, did you ask him the questions? And then she all of a sudden realizes, maybe I fucked up, and we need to check out who this guy is. Yeah, after Rick was like, "We're not, you're not doing this. She's like, we'll do what we gotta do. And you're like, you're basically like, you're not in yeah, charge Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't no, not, I didn't I, like I, that either. Well, and I, not only did I not like it that she did that, they don't listen to him, and shit happens. He wanted to go back to Terminus and fucking kill all the rest of them. Nobody wanted to go. They're like, no, it's on fire. We were yeah. good. And then look what happens. They, Bob gets eaten. Bob yeah. gets his leg eaten, you know? And so Rick is fucking cautious, and Rick has learned a lot in his journey since the fucking beginning of this yep. program. And I feel like... It's funny because they're like on board with him until a fuck something something comes up and they're like, and they're Yeah, like, you're a fearless leader. And then they're like, Well, I don't, I don't know. Like, what happened to fucking fearless leader? Yeah. What happened to be like, I'm the fucking leader of this shit? Now all of a sudden when something sounds kind of good, you guys are like, Well, actually, this yeah. barn kind of smells like poo poo. Yeah, like, Daryl said yeah, something that was weird. weird. That's what Daryl said. He's like, like basically horseshit. Yeah, horseshit, whatever he said. He basically said, like, you know, I wouldn't mind checking it out, you know. And like, yeah, check it out. But whatever, like, Rick should have fucking final say. You know, are you are yeah, Rick the like, leader or not? That was a weird comment. This barn, this barn smells like horseshit. It's, it's shelter. It's shelter. I can't see Daryl saying that. I, I know, that was Carl, a little odd. Maybe Carl said that, or Maggie said yeah, that. Yeah, Daryl said that. Or Glenn it was a said odd. that. For, but for Daryl to say that is a little odd. Yeah. Well, Glenn's kind of more on board with Rick. I mean, he does have that moment where he's like, Hey, the guys. This guy's got a broken ankle. His friend, his gay lover. So Aaron has a gay lover that they hook up with. Well, he was also they, a scout. It was just, yeah. And so what happens is they're in the barn, and Aaron says, "You know, I'm with one person. Doesn't matter if I told you ten, or I told you a hundred, or I told you one. And there's one. And then they go out, and Aaron sort of tells them where they have these two cars because they're like, you know, if you all come with me, we could take you right now. And they're like, how would you have that the ability to do that? It's like, well, we have these cars parked that could fit everyone. Mm-hmm. And so they go out and they find the cars. So okay, he's telling truth about that. There's a camper and there was a truck or a whatever sedan with food, and there was lots of food." and supplies in the camper and so they bring out the supplies and mix like whether you're whether you're wrong or you're right we're keeping the stuff period right so that let's get that over with and then they want to go to the camp and rick says we're doing it at night and they're like because you know if they you know we come during the day we got to get out of there we won't be able to get out of there they could kill us all right right and so they decide to go at night the guy, you know, Rick says, tell us where it is. He's like, I'll tell you to go onto the, the 16 or the 23. It was 16 and 23 were the yeah, two Yeah, he said routes. to go 16, and Rick's like, we'll take 23. And the guy said, don't go 23. We've cleared 16. We yep. know it's cleared. We can take that route. Mm-hmm. And Rick's like, no, we're taking 23. And so sure enough, they do take 23, and it is at night, and there's a fucking just like roam like fucking herd of walkers all scattered across this stretch of highway and it becomes like fucking road rage zombie wars where they're yeah, just it was an awesome shot too they had like an above <laughs> shot of the car going like 
plowing through all these walkers and as they hit the windshield and it's getting bloodier and guts and yeah and the car breaks down because it gets the engine gets filled up with guts and blood and, and hands and, and limbs. arms and limbs like yeah. fucking zombie limbs so the car stalls out they have to ditch the car they're running away Aaron sees a flare and then when he sees the flare shot up in the air he's like forget it deals off no right. more. You guys are on your own. He like runs away with his hands tied up and like. Why did sudden, he do that? By the because way, because he thought that flare meant that his buddy Eric or lover Eric was dead. Oh, so okay. he's like your other people killed my buddy or whatever the, what his okay. logic was, and so he's like deals off. I'm out of here. You're on your own. And they ended up. He ends up running away. Everyone ends up running away. It's in the fucking dark. They're in the forest. They're mm-hmm. killing. They're surrounded by walkers. It's like horrible. They idea. get separated. Horrible. Glenn horrible and idea. him get separated, and Michonne and Rick get separated. And Glenn almost leaves Aaron to be killed, but then he doesn't. What happens is, is Aaron's uh, has his back up against a tree, and he's literally like trying to kick off one of the walkers because he has his hands tied. And Glenn had just ended up like being like barely got out with his own life. Killing walkers, pop, 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 pop. And then he sees Aaron struggling with this one walker and he looks at him and he goes to leave. And then now Glenn doesn't do that. And right. he went back and untied him and saved him. And, you know, flash forward, they all end up surviving. Do they get the car started? They don't, do they? No, I think they, they go on foot, right? They go on foot and they end up finding where they are with. Well, I guess Aaron knew where the fl- They went towards the flare, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Aaron probably led them there. And then they run, meet with the rest of the group. And uh, with the rest of the group is, you find out, Aaron's lover, Eric, who is a, a gay man with a broken ankle, right. which he referred to as a volleyball injury, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they reunite. And after all of that, everything's sort of proven to be so. And then Rick still mm-hmm. has like one last sort of vestige of, you know, mistrust. And he's sort of like, you sleep over here if, you're, if we're going to stay in this, like, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever barn or whatever it was it wasn't a barn it's like a factory or a mechanics garage or something something. yeah and uh, to that everyone's like you're gonna have to shoot me if you think i'm not gonna spend the night with my boy and then glenn intervenes and says look he's the other guy's got a broken ankle and this guy's you know come on and then rick kind of backs off one thing too when they are separated and they're fighting off the walkers that was a really cool sequence when rick and michonne almost don't make it and then glenn finally appears and shoots them but th- remember he, rick flare guns one of the walkers and that was like a <laughs> freaking awesome kill you just said rick flare four horsemen yeah he totally flare guns one right in the eye it reminded me of the scene from the second the new release of judge dread where he like he's gonna shoot that guy and he goes like he arms his like gun oh yeah he flare gun. he's yes. sort of like he has this like incendiary round uh-huh. that he fires into the guy's mouth yeah and it just like melts his fucking head <laughs> from the inside out that was a cool was scene because so cool. he just like it's cool because he just like whispers into the gun like flare <laughs> he's like rick flare <laughs> and then he just like it, it comes out like a little roman candle too out of the gun in the judge dread movie just sort yeah, of roman candles awesome, out into the guy and he's like oh, that's a good movie oh. yeah it's an awesome movie they need to make a sequel but they're not gonna <laughs> so yeah, yeah so, so now, he rick flares the zombie he rick flares the zombie and i think rick flares that rick needs to flare be something on I think yeah. it was just Ric Flair, everything. I think he's now, I Rick think he Flair. should be called Ric Flair. Ric Flair. From now on, we will refer to Rick as Ric Flair. As Ric Flair. So they, the next day, they head out towards this community, and Rick and Michonne have this conversation where he's, you know, she's saying, Why don't you give this a chance? And Rick says, Every, When you came up to the gates of the prison, 
what did you hear? And she said, nothing. When you came up to Woodbury, what did you hear? Nothing. And he's like, uh, you know, when we go up there, I don't know what I'm going to do, but we'll see. So he's willing yeah. to, but he's also sort of saying, look, uh, look what's happened. You and know, I'm being certain. cautious. Nothing certain. After Terminus, why should we, why are we no, going back all no. of a sudden, you guys? Look what we just survived. No. That's what I would be like. We just survived some real serious fucked up shit that involved a new camp that we thought would be safe. Well, even Copspital was like fucked up shit too. Yeah, it all is. It it's usually all is. fucked up shit with people. The oh, people are the I wonder why. Enemy. Maybe it's because it's a zombie fucking apocalypse. Right. You know, <laughs> that's probably why everything's all fucked up. You know, so why should we just go back all of a sudden after surviving all of this and trust anybody and trust anybody or tr- and just like welcome a new community? Because even if they're not like trying to eat us, it's still a new community of people that we have to adjust to and right. get to know and learn all their fucking ticks and quirks. Yeah. You know? So it's like, excuse me if I'm a little more reticent than the rest of you, which I don't understand why. But even Carol said she had like the oh, best line of the she show. Did. She did. She had the best line of the show where she was like, even though you're wrong, you're still right. Like, yeah, that that one, I'm so glad yeah. she said that because yeah. she's you. She's on board with him. Well, she's she said a, that, still kind of a loose cannon. But she like, said that when they got to the front of the new camp and like they were there and it shows, okay, so there was a camp and he wasn't lying about the people and he wasn't lying about the cars and he wasn't lying about the camp. But you know what? Even if you were wrong in the sense, baby, you're still right. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. like you're not because she Carol gets it and yeah. Carol was there and Carol saved them from Terminus. So like you're yeah, I fuck with you. She's still like, I, I still fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? One thing that shows the beauty and genius of the show is when they get to the front gates and it's a shot, a tight shot of Andrew Lincoln's eyes, Rick's eyes. And he's like kind of got that, you know, cautious, scared, ready to fight. And then all of a sudden you hear children behind the gate and his eyes and playing. Yeah. And his eyes just sort of loosen up completely. And it's, it just shows you how, how wonderful an actor he is, but also just the way they did that was so beautiful. Yeah, it was a great moment, and that basically ends the episode. So you don't really get to see what what the, the camp looks like mm-hmm. inside, which is fu- which is smart, and that's usually how they do it anyway. So like, you know, they're there. You know that they might be safe. You know, there's children playing, and that's all you're getting this episode. You know, yeah, and that's cool. And they show the clips. You know, they always show next week on Walking Dead. Right. There's houses. It's this. This is. I'm actually really surprised after having re- read mo- a lot most of the comics uh, that they're there at this storyline so quickly because this hmm. is. It starts to get pretty meaty now. Like really? after the governor, and now that like this is a whole new fucking storyline, which is very sort of. Uh, similar to the the Governor Woodbury story and how, like, the severity of that storyline is very uh, equal to what happens next with this storyline really? in the comics. Uh-oh. Yeah, sure. Ew. Well, it's become... Because it, it sort of goes back to that sort of, like, prison and then Andrea and Michonne and Woodbury where it's like you're dealing with a lot of new people, a lot mm-hmm. of different characters, and they're in a whole new scenario. So there's a lot of things that sort of play out and if they keep true to the comics like you're going to see a lot of things change and a lot of different people new characters and like there are our you know fearless leader and our heroes what do you mean a lot of things change like what well like with them because they become they become part of a community again Mm -hmm. that's what happens in the comic whereas like rick shaves off the beard Mm. rick becomes like the local like basically he becomes like policeman of the little community Hmm. that's what they sort of because everyone's like everyone that lives here gets assigned a job 
so there's scouts and there's mm-hmm. cooks and there's the nurses and like you know we don't we don't have a you know security guard and right. so Rick sort of takes on that job because he was a cop right and they sort of could tell that he was a cop or you know whatever the case and Michonne also does that because like man you look pretty good with that sword or whatever mm-hmm. you know and then that happens and so Rick. They, they sort of get comfortable and then sort of, you know, things that don't have to do with walkers eating people mm-hmm. happen amongst the new characters. Oh, that, okay. You know, sort of becomes a little, there's new relationships like, you know, men and women, lady, oh, lady, oh. stuff kind of pops up. Uh-huh. I wonder how they're going to factor Morgan into all this too. Yeah. Good old Morgan. Good old Morgan. Seen Morgan. Yeah. I don't know. Cause Morgan is a part of the group at this point. Okay. In the comic. He's in the new comic. Yeah. I'd like them. to see Morgan again. Yeah, and like you know, especially that actor who's really fantastic. Oh, he's great. Yeah, so it's interesting because then after this storyline, there's a whole other, even more intense storyline that comes in after, which is even more intense. They do than it. The Woodbury. Oh, they're gonna. They got it. They got to do it. It's like becomes like the focal point of the. the Maybe they're the gonna series. merge those two though. <laughs> they're not gonna merge them. No way. I mean, they're they're gonna build up. They it would be silly to merge them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be. Uh, because they could do this all the way till the mid-season of next season. Oh, okay. And then they could introduce that next storyline. Because it gets heavy. And it would be like a waste to merge them, I think. Okay. Because there's so much that happens. Like, why would you merge them? Like, you know, just keep the story the way it is. Right. To a point. You know, because when they do change it, they usually change it for the better for television. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I'm like, and, but it also, it's like, man, we're already here. We're already here yeah. in the story. Like, man, fuck. This is crazy. It's exciting, but it's like it, it's felt it's gone really quick, really, really quickly. Hmm. You know, this is well past the halfway point of this of the comic book series. Wow, mm-hmm. I wonder what their game plan is in terms of how many seasons they're going to do. I guess they just don't know. They don't know. Is it going to be something like with Game of Thrones, where the the, the show ends itself before the comic does? It, it has probably to. the comics yeah. are not going to end. They're just yeah. going to keep going. So yeah. they'll probably have I don't know, but like for now. There's no end in sight to this show. For There's, many reasons. Yeah. Mostly being it's the most popular show on television. Yeah. You know, why would you end it, you know, prematurely? You don't want to drag it on too long, but you definitely want to end it prematurely. Right. So, you know, I feel like I feel like there could be another good three seasons. Yeah, maybe. We'll Not see. Not including this one, like three more after Three this. more after? Probably, yeah. Look yeah. how popular the show is. Yeah. And then that last season will be like, ah, eh, they could have ended it a season ago. But right. <laughs> you know, that's probably what's going to happen, like every show. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, it's it's an exciting setup, and there's still at least three or four episodes left in this season, mm-hmm. so they're going to get into So they'll into get this. into it, yeah. They're going to get into this and leave us hanging. Well, they said, Kirkman, I think it was, or Nick Gattaro, one of them said on Talking Dead that there's, I think Nick Gattaro said, that there are more new characters introduced in this season than any before. So clearly they're going to get into well, it. It has to. Yeah. Like, and there's characters that you get to know and you get to like with this oh, group. Oh, okay. And they, some of them become like a part of the fold. Okay. And they're, they get integrated. It becomes like there's dinner parties and shit. What? And yeah, yeah. They have food. They have supplies. They have a, a leader that's not a psycho like the governor. Uh-huh. You know? So there's a lot about this, this, new, um, this new community that is good like they're safe but they have their own flaws like there's a church in the community wow so gabriel can become the priest that's his new role mm-hmm. and that sort of thing he can go back and then he's torn about it too he has his own little sub storyline and uh yeah people fall in love people you know fall out of love and mm. but they gotta still be fighting walkers <laughs> well they're constantly preparing because what happens is these people have been in this community the whole time 
So they've never had to deal with the road. Mm-hmm. They've never had to deal with marauders. Ah. And so by having Rick and this new group come in, they realize sort of how out of touch they are okay. with survival and how like good they've had it. Yeah. Because they've had this like stockade of supplies yeah. that's lasting the whole time. And they have their own little crew that go does go out to mm-hmm. Atlanta or whatever major get what city they need. Yeah. and get what they need. So they kind of when once the group comes in, it's like, Oh yeah, you're just like us, but you're no. not really yeah. like us at all. And we really realize, you know, and then Yes, walkers become a part of it. Okay, marauders become a part of it. Okay, new new cast members that are like road warriors like them become a part of it. Mm. So it's good. It's all very good, but it's well, just, it seems we, so quick. It's we like, don't fuck. know a hundred percent what elements of the comics they're going to use. Yeah, it's true. But the, the fact that they're actually going to this community it, it shows you that like, they're they're, yeah. they're adding a lot of it, and they're adding a lot of it. And they're staying true to like right. Well, that's happening. cool. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, so it was a it was a good episode. Episode. Looking forward to next week. Um, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Do we have time to do uh, some of your Reddit reposts? Reddit's weekly repost. There are a couple this week we can get through real quick, just you know, for shits and giggles. Yep. Just to close it out. Him, 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 him. Okay, here's a cool, funny one regarding. Let's see. Here's about Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. The, the program, the television show, has made $2.7 billion on reruns alone. Shit. Uh, th- since 1998 through to June 2010. Wow. So 12 years, it generated $2.7 billion on reruns. <laughs> oh God. Shows we episodes what we've all seen. We've right. all seen these episodes, but we've still managed to fucking garner it to $2.7 billion. Well, it's the greatest to come ever. It's the greatest, yeah. It's almost like the perfect show. Yeah. It's kind of, you could describe it as the perfect show. It will not be beaten. No, and that's that's a lot of fucking money. That's why Jerry Seinfeld's worth like $800 million, and Larry David's <sighs> worth, worth like $700 million, yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? whatever it is, because when you're generating Damn. that money... Yeah, that's some interesting numbers. Here's a cool one about the new um, Suicide Squad. Speaking Ooh. of Suicide Squad, uh, Ryan Gosling was the first person sought out to play the role of the Joker. Oh, really? <laughs> Go figure. Who is now going to be played by Jared Leto, which I actually which think is, is better. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think it's better than Gosling. Because uh, Gosling's cool, but I think Jared Leto could really get into that if you've seen some of Jared Leto's other work. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, and the reason was apparently because Ryan Gosling didn't want him to sign on to do multiple movies. Was oh, apparently okay. what the it's, release yeah, said. Thing. Well, it's not his thing, and it's like it's true. Like if you've, like, I've read an article about Chris Evans, and you have to do seven movies with these guys, and yeah. you're just like counting the days, man. You're and they don't pay said, that well. They don't pay that well, and like you probably get a bit more money each time, but you're on the hook. You have to stay in shape. You have yep. to stay. You have to, and you have to stay with that high, high stress publicity circuit that right. you constantly have to do. And he doesn't get to make other movies. I think either for time or for con- contractual reasons. Either way, he's like, I want to direct stuff i want to do mm. things and you know you know i can't i don't get a cut of any of the merchandise which sucks by the way yeah like he's like my i have my face on my fucking nephew's underpants i just think that's so wrong and i don't get a single fucking thing yeah it's wrong and i'm making like the same money as you know like an you know an investment bank or a day or player less or less a year i mean because wasn't weren't they each getting for the avengers in like two hundred thousand? and by the way 200,000 that's not a lot of money when you take the taxes out and yeah. like you know it's like a day player rate it's just I like mean, for, that's low what six they, figures yeah th- that's not for well, well and given then Robert the Downey the Jr. A billion dollar well movie. then Robert Downey Jr. gets 35 million right. you know what I mean that's the funniest thing it's like yeah so 
Thor, Iron Man, or Thor, Captain America, Hawkeye, fucking Scarlet, whatever. They all get fucking like two hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand. Yeah, uh, Bruce Banner, fucking the Hulk, two hundred k. You know yeah. what I mean? Robert Downey Jr., twenty five million. Yeah, and I guess for this one, Age of Ultron, he like stepped up and was like, "You can't pay my friends like this much money, and if I'm getting this much money, yeah, and I'm sure he didn't step up that much. I'm sure he didn't step up in the sense <laughs> the that he's like, the, take like, it out of equal, my own paycheck. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure he wasn't like, I'll pay the difference. Yeah, sure. No, no, not that kind of stepping up, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, that sucks. So that's why Ryan Gosling didn't want to do it. I don't blame yeah, him really. Blame. It sounds like a great gig. It sounds like this great fucking thing to be a part of a you know superhero universe. And you're immortal. You, and then you're, you're sort like, of immortalized kind of in immortalized. a sense. But it's like if I want to do any, I got to do four or five movies with you guys. Like yeah. fuck, and like the shooting schedule, I just have to show up. Just cut. Like, you know, I can't break the contract. It's horrible. It sounds like a fucking you know indentured servant. For the money well, you're well, getting. When, and I mean, of course, it's all relative, like we're talking about. Like, this is a it's great Hollywood, gig. But, yeah, it's a but, great it, gig. but at the same time, it's like when you think about how much money the studio's getting for this stuff, it doesn't seem fair. That well, Disney, Disney actors gets, don't. I mean, not Suicide, not DC, Warner better. Brothers. Yeah, sure. But, you know, for Marvel, for Disney to. To make a billion dollars a movie with yeah. these movies, when Disney, which is already worth however many yeah, billions, billions of billions, dollars, yeah, it's just yeah, it seems fucking it seems shitty. Wrong. Yeah, really shitty. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, the part of John McClane in Die Hard was first offered to seventy-three-year-old Frank Sinatra. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. No, that's not true. I think it is true. What? Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, that's what that's he what was alive then. 1989 or 1988 he was 73 years old no 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 he died before that and die hard the first die hard was way before then okay so whenever the first die hard came out i don't remember i was taking a stab at when it was wow released. that is crazy yeah fucking crazy fucking it would have been funny to see uh, yippee-ki-yay <laughs> can you imagine if it wasn't Oh, the funniest moment at the Oscars was Dakota Johnson arguing with her mom. Like, mom, shut up. Mom, you're embarrassing me. Remember that? Yeah, that was funny. That was so funny. Literally on the red carpet. Like, okay, mom, you don't want to see the movie. God, shut up. God. She was like trending. Yeah, she was totally. The two of them were trending. About that incident? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so Dakota Johnson had a little like moment with her bob like a total mother daughter yeah it was funny it was pretty funny god you make me feel like a fucking kid mom (laughs) you don't want to see the movie fine she'll see it she should see it get over it mom well then she's like if she wants me to see it i'll see it it's like you just said you're not gonna see it it. and you said that even though she wants me to see it i'm not gonna see it (laughs) and then she's like well if she wants me to see it i'll see it." it's like (laughs) yeah that was pretty funny it was pretty awesome it was a good moment actually it was a kind of real moment yeah, it was kind of like you don't see that no. on the red carpet That's or even trending. in Hollywood. Everyone was like into it. Yeah, it's funny. So I just want to point out a couple uh, new things on VOD. Um, new on Netflix and Amazon Prime, the 2014 version of RoboCop for whatever. Which that's means worth. watch it for free because that's all it's worth. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then on. Prime, there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's come out right now. Vicky Cristina Barcelona, the Woody Allen movie that Penelope Cruz won an Oscar for. Cool. It's pretty cool. Um, the Reader. Did you ever see The Reader with Ray Fiennes and um, 
uh, Kate Winslet, who won an Oscar for it. That is now on Amazon Prime. It's a very good, intense movie about an ex-Nazi um, guard who plays played by Kate Winslet. Yeah, no, Who I'm has an affair it. with a young boy in Germany after the war. Nice. Nice. The Jeremy Renner one? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. That's weird that that movie was produced by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. That yeah. Was like, I found that it wasn't funny. that bad. We kind of didn't hate it. Yeah, I thought I was expecting to find it to be like, ugh, gag. But yeah, it was sort of watchable. It was sort of watchable. I'd yeah. give it like maybe two and a half, three stars. Yeah. Possibly. That sounds about right. You know that Batman Returns is on Amazon Prime? Well, it was on fucking Netflix over Christmas. Yeah. Both of those movies were. Batman, both Michael Keaton Batmans were on Netflix in Christmas. And now it's Amazon Prime. And I, Frankenstein, which I finally watched. I can't believe I watched that movie because it's really not watchable. Well, I love how you said I finally watched it. Yeah, like because... you've been waiting to watch it? <laughs> like you were intending to watch it this whole time? No, I just... I don't think anyone intended to watch that movie. No, no one intended to watch that movie. But I don't know why I felt compelled because it's a horror, it's horror genre. And, and it's I free. It's it a free, free watch. You know? It's free watch. I watch a lot of movies that I would never watch just because it's a free watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But one, and on HBO Go that's playing right now, I want to shout out to What Lies Beneath, starring Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Which, Pfeiffer. Which I never caught when it first came out. I did. And it is a really good thriller. Um, Robert Zemeckis, who did Back to the Future and Forrest Gump, directed it. Mm-hmm. And it was produced by Clark Gregg, who is Agent... Um, Carter. No. He's not Agent Carter. Agent Schmarter. He's um, the one who gets killed in the Avengers. Agent. Oh, Coulson or Coulson. Coulson. He's Coulson. Yeah. He wrote and produced it, or he wrote it. So that's interesting. I thought that was interesting. But interesting th- It's a fact. really good thriller, and um, you can catch it on HBO and HBO Go right now. So. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, I, I really was it's impressed by it. It's still pretty good now. Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer, their little tour de force they got going on there is pretty cool. And it's a total twister didn't see it coming kind of thing so it's it was it was really exciting to watch i yeah, did it. it's well written so oh, that's, that's cool. uh that's my recommendations lots of lots of good stuff to keep you occupied until our next podcast yes i'm sure that's all you're gonna be doing throughout <laughs> the week just, waiting with bated breath yes trying to keep your days busy just itching for the next one yep which will be next week. I'm your pusher. <laughs> Pushing podcast. <laughs> I'm your pusher. Meow, 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 meow. Well, next time we will have more Walking Dead as there will be more Walking Dead. And pretty soon we're going to have Game of Thrones. That's getting We're getting close yep. to that moment. We're also getting closer to movie season. We are. So there'll be much, much to talk about. Yes, and the first one kind of hitting us this March is Chepe. Name Chippy. Yeah, Chippy. My name Chippy. The Neil Neil Blancamp. Blancamp. Speaking of which, he I guess he got greenlit to do a new fucking reboot, re redux, whatever version of Alien. That's exciting. And I don't know if you can go on the internet and there's concept art. It was weird. It's like the concept art was released in in a, in a way that like, look at this con- cool concept art that I did a while back because, you know, the movie's not getting made. Mm. So here's some concept art. And I feel like the drum up and internet buzz over that concept art started this giant dialogue that in turn got the movie greenlit. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. That's, that's, that's happens. I, well, that's how I got first word of it was like, look at this movie that's never going to happen. Look how yeah. cool this concept. And it was. It was like 
Ripley and it was uh, Hicks. It was Michael Bean's character. Uh-huh. And he had this giant like sort of acid burn scar face and they had these shotguns and like flamethrowers and there's the queen mother alien like jumping at the out of the, at, the, at the picture. And uh-huh. this is like really fucking cool stuff. And it was like, oh, and like him, his take on sci-fi is so it's fucking so cool. cool. And it's like, yeah, if he did alien, oh my God. Well now, I mean, then I could see why maybe it was a little before he was before it's time. They weren't ready for him, but I guess he's proven himself now. Yeah, with absolutely. Elysium. But I mean, if you haven't seen District Nine, like he did a really good take on aliens. Yeah, not yeah. xenomorph aliens, but just alien aliens, the prawns. Yeah. Like if you know if that didn't give you a good indicator of what he could possibly do with a franchise like Aliens, then it's like you probably didn't watch the movie very closely, or you're just not a fan, right. which means you're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a big smelly jerk, <laughs> and you stink. Because he's a wonderful storyteller. Yeah, the, and his take on sci-fi it. is fucking genius. His, yeah. his take on sci-fi is this really gritty uh, sort of like rooted in realism but it's still it's still a sci-fi universe it's yeah, yeah so and they're still doing Prometheus 2 Ridley Scott's doing mm. that you know what I mean mm. so that, like if you care like they're not going to be related which is cool so you know? new cast new cast maybe Sigourney Weaver maybe not mm-hmm. but it just has it has no relation to okay. Prometheus it's just like a reboot yes it's his own reboot okay. with hopefully what he had planned to do with this concept like his own story he wrote he's writing the script you know what I mean awesome yeah so I think we can leave on that note alright let's leave note. on that exciting note let's leave on that exciting note Thanks, everyone. We will. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll hear you next week. You'll Stay hear us next week. Gold. San Diego. See ya. See you later. Oops. You're a jerk.